Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Welcome to this special Mental Health Awareness Week episode of The Naked Professors. This episode was recorded in front of a live audience at Podfest for Mental Health, organised by Happiful Magazine and Counselling Directory. Proceeds from all day tickets were donated to the Mental Health Foundation. We hope you enjoy this episode and please rate, review and share. Welcome. Hello, everyone. We are the Naked Professors. Basically, there's no real structure to our conversation. Mic check. It's just a chat. Mic check. So expect the unexpected. There's no, it's just a completely easy flow. And today's special guest is Jordan Stevens here. Please give you, put your hands together for this wonderful person. Thank you. I wasn't Thank doing you. that so people would clap me. No, 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 he was, he was. Thank, Thank you very much for coming on, mate. Thank you guys for being here and being, you know, great and naked and shit. We're not naked yet. Okay. Give, but us, give us 10 time. minutes. Okay, yeah. but you are at some point during the show. If well, if if you are. I was told Depends how drunk I get. <laughs> okay, so hold on. So what... what Okay, you mean emotionally bad. We, we are 100%. Yes. Thank you for uh, saying he that. He gets okay. it. I, I'll Thank you. I'm going to go. I thought it, was <laughs> that, that um, it does get confusing when we are, there are, there's a lot of naked, well, particularly of me, naked pictures. And, and, I thought and so. Uh, yeah, 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 I like them. Yeah, yeah. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Too but much. Double it, tap. It Double always, tap. it fills my heart with, with, with joy when someone says, oh, you're emotionally naked. Yeah, it's like, yeah. oh, yes, thank you. Yes. That's it. Yes, and for you, though, also literally naked. Yes, yeah. Yes, well, I'm, I'm, I am removing my masks. I'm metaphorically burying my soul. I, I think it is important to make the differentiation in the, in, the, in, the, in the realms of what you guys discuss. That yeah. The, that, that the bareness is, is definitely a well, thing of... What it's done so far, it's, it's brought attention to a really important subject, which we all care about, everybody in this room cares about, which is mental health, and uh, raising awareness of that trying to end the negative stigma and the com- connotations attached to that, and yeah, just yeah. in general, getting a conversation started yeah. with lads and with girls and everything that comes around mental health, because mental health affects everybody. It's not just mental illness, it's health. And, and what it's done so far in our first series of podcasts is just sh- shone a light using people like yourself and Davina McCall and all the gang to help people try and understand their mental health through us discussing mental health in a kind of honest and open way and yeah and so far it's been okay but we we need to do more i love that you said all the gang with and then included divina mccall i just <laughs> 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 do you know what i mean it's like we I'd all love live in a house in gang. <laughs> yeah I mean, may- maybe i am maybe i am <laughs> but you, you know, what, but I know what you're saying we're fighting for the, we're fighting a good fight we're trying our best and for that reason i'm very honored to be here well you you are um for us kind of the perfect kind of guest because we, we get extra value I think it's fair to say Davina was, was great and some of the female guests have been amazing for us but I think for Matt and I it's always p- particularly special when we get a guy on here who's mm. talking um, perhaps having conversations that men don't often have in a way that men don't often have um, there's a whole lot about this toxic masculinity and which is definitely something we want to talk to you about today but 
it's unusual, you know, it's unusual to have three men, I think, sitting on a stage who perhaps going to talk in a way that they don't often talk. And we all, all of us are crossing our legs in the same direction. That's <laughs> very true, isn't it? There you <laughs> go. I love it. It's like <laughs> a kind of exchange, a chain reaction of modesty. Yeah, we're all, yeah. We should really be holding hands as well, and then we really mastered it. One step I, I, time. I think that is important touch. <laughs> <laughs> touch. I love you, brother. Um, yeah, no, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, th- I definitely think there is a kind of intersection with mental health in that... Everybody, it is you know, there's, uh, mental health doesn't discriminate or mental health issues. We all uh, have situations that we are learning to manage. That's the way I look at it. I don't like the idea of there being fixes or the idea that there's a wrong or a right or there's an, a normal and, and, you know, subnormal. Is that right? Yeah. Um, I don't like that. I, th- I basically think that for whatever reason, maybe genetically, environment, nature, nurture, experience, trauma, have led us to a situation that we are, it's our responsibility to figure out how to manage healthily basically um but where i think things change is uh the expression of it so i think that's where we come up against different aspects or or different particular parts of humanity so you can generalize i think and say that men and women maybe express emotions differently um which could then which could then be connected to mental health (laughs) not trying to say so like i think there's a lot i think there's a more of a a freedom of avoidance, I'd say, in male circles talking about aspects of their life that they may feel uncomfortable about. And the reasons I kind of guess can be some kind of unconscious desire to be competitive, not even wanting to, feeling as though that vulnerability might might mean that you can uh, appear weak and and therefore non-desirable. That's one of the saddest... I want to ask you guys if you felt that. One of the saddest moments for me... Um, and just re- re- recognizing in my own friendship with a, a core group of male friends who are wonderful. You know, another thing not to get twisted, like guys might struggle expressing their emotions, but there's some phenomenal male friendships, you know what I mean? Like, like it really, you know, that have been through it all. But for whatever reason, I don't know whether wh- what has I've been through, I'd like to hear your opinion. I went through a really, really tough time. It's why I spoke out a lot about masculinity and, and mental health Um and, you know, I was trying not to go on antidepressants and I was in state, mate. And, I could, you know, my mind was stuck in these negative thought patterns. I couldn't get myself out of this kind of self-hatred and, like, and uh, just lack of belief. And I genuinely got scared after that my friends wouldn't want to hang out with me anymore because they'd seen me in that state. And I was trying to figure out where that, c- that come from. I want to know if, if you've ever felt that. Oh, 100%. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, ten, uh, you might already know, but 10 years ago, I went through a terrible time with my own mental health. Uh, yeah. Got to the point where I contemplated and tried taking my own life in 2009, Christmas time. And, and, and it was a, t- a really bad three-odd years. And the, the toxic masculinity in me that yeah. I had been surrounded by my entire life was telling me that I was a lesser person because I was going through this going and through I should it. snap out of it and I should just get over it. I was punishing myself. I yeah, hated wild, myself because I was toxic to myself. Mm. So it, it wasn't necessarily... It was maybe the fear of being judged by other people also and, and, and that was fine. I didn't necessarily... That wasn't my first concern. My first concern was... Snap out of it, you little shit. You've got a decent life. You're a white middle class boy. You've privileged. What the hell have you got to be depressed Great about? Great eyebrows as well. Thanks so much. <laughs> Do you know what? At the time, I didn't see my eyebrows. I but know. No, I appreciate them. I uh, no, it's, 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 it was, I, was, I was hard on myself, and, and, I, and, and that's what comes up a lot, doesn't it, Ben? This, it's really this it's so horrific true. thing. Yeah, I mean, for me, actually, I, I'd say that 
I tra- take this back to when I was when I was a kid um, because my my mum's a nurse and she's naturally very sensitive and very kind and compassionate and all these this lovely feminine energy. And I had that ingrained in me as a, as a child. I was born with it, and I loved that about my mum. It was re- really one of the things that made our relationship very special. Yeah. And uh, but for me as a young boy, looking around at what masculinity was, there was no space for for that kindness, compassion. Don't be that if you want to be one of the cool kids in class. Don't don't embrace that kindness and sensitivity that you're feeling because. You know, it was almost more, it was better to be the bully than, than, than to be bullied, bullied yeah. you know? So I was like, Shh, get rid of that stuff. Um, that's not part of being There's a man. Yeah. Yeah, I just, well, I just removed it. And, I, and, I, and, I, and this is part of the lovely, the, the lovely thing that I get to do now and have these conversations is for me, I get to now embrace that part of me that for a long time, really, I'd say for the first 30 years of my life, mm. I suppressed because it didn't fit into the masculine stereotype, in my opinion. Yeah. Maybe that was because I was too weak to really embrace who I actually was. But that was me succumbing to society, I'd say, really. I think it's like, I feel like it's something to do with a misinterpretation of what's considered hard and soft. I, I, I was just trying to write a little bit about this. And so I'm probably, yeah, anyway. I was trying to figure out how I probably feel about it because obviously you can understand to some degree why it would be important to be, I'd say, solid at certain points. But the idea that you have to be hard it, in my mind, it insinuates that you kind of have to be hard forever because you create this wall, and walls like don't move. Like walls are like, really boring, um, and I think that's where you come end up with this. You're just so tense. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's tense physically and mentally. You're having to just be. Whereas this idea that soft is considered to be a lesser, lesser, even though I'd say one of the greatest things you could ever be as a person is adaptable, is malleable. you know malleable. Yeah, being able to. To um yeah to to, sh- to shift yeah and to, and to like and to create space and and like I think um that's one of the greatest issues is is just our our notion of 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 soft being this kind of lesser thing and you know and 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 I remember it was funny because I, so I was thinking about like that thing at school oh yeah all the kids at my school you know if you were a boy if you were hard you know you were good at fighting and stuff and you were like threatening and then that mm. was the vibe um but like you know. Bruce Lee said, this is one of my favorite quotes, Bruce Lee once said, if you can be anything, be water. And he's really good at fighting. <laughs> <laughs> and and I've al- that's always stayed with me, you know? Yeah. And, and it's like, and then, so the real question is, is water hard or soft? As we are going on a, on a tangent here. But it's very true. What you're saying there is very true. And I think we do live in a society where men are afraid to be vulnerable because it's seen as a weakness. The, the negative connotations attached to that with people standing up and saying, big boys don't cry, snap out of it. All these things are lingering around. And I consider that as toxic. And, and there's many different different versions of toxic masculinity. You do go into this very wonderfully. Yeah. In, uh, through your socials and through over the last few years, I followed you and you did made a ma- wonderful video that went across social media and it went viral. Yeah. And I, I, like an idiot, looked at the comments. And you shouldn't. You really shouldn't look at comments anymore because there's dicks out there. Yeah. And it's their own fault, whatever. They have a reason for that. And me and Ben talk about this all the time. I shouldn't shout at them because they're hurting inside. But you took a lot of flack because you said, look, I, I, you know, I'm a man and I'm vulnerable and I cry and it's fine. Yeah. And there's lots of guys in there that go, well, if that's a man, I don't want to be that. What do you think about that? Yeah. Firstly, I actually didn't look at the comments, so thank Good. you. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> they were nice, really. Um, no, th- I think that's an interesting point there is in that I consciously didn't, actually, because I guessed, of course, not everyone's yeah. going to love that. I 
genuinely was going through such a tough time, I didn't give a fuck about what <laughs> someone, how someone felt about my ideas. All I knew is that what that's what I wanted to hear. You know, it, if if I, I was thinking, I'm just gonna translate what I would need, what I need to hear now from some other guy, and all these dudes who are avoiding how they're feeling, or maybe they're actually feeling fine, and they but they somehow feel entitled or they're scared of someone suggesting that they could feel anything other than strong. If they want to make that statement, then sure. But I just yeah. know that there might have been one or two guys or, or maybe three, or, or not even guys, guys, girls, anyone yeah. who's seen that video and gone, in that moment, maybe silently, maybe even took the piss out of it at the time, yeah. might have gone, I needed to hear that. Might yeah. have just had a bath with a candle on and felt better about their lives, you know what I mean? Yeah. But um, I, I think, I think the, the interest is, is, is that Masculinity, you know, I did a, a talk recently and someone described masculinity as a backbone and needing an alternative, otherwise the feeling almost formless. People feel always almost formless. They need to have, they need to have like a guarantee that this other idea of masculinity, this other idea is enough to support what it is they have to do. You know, remember there's so many different worlds of men. It's not just... Like men, uh, men and women. Obviously, we, we can use general terms, but there's so much difference. There's a lot. There's a massive class divide. Economically, econo economy separates us hugely. The working class and the upper class have very different experiences, and that does translate into gender. Perhaps your race comes into account. So there are so many different nuances. But I'd say that, like, and the reason I say that is, you know, some guys have ha are incredibly maternal and paternal and and you know have 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 to work hard and, and have this kind of resilience to support a family and, and, and whatever else but my what I would say is that there's sometimes a, a misunderstanding on on an, an interrogation of, of toxic masculinity or a misunderstanding of, of what femininity means because I don't think that these genders I don't think that masculinity and femininity are genders at all I think they're energies that can be they can be in anybody. And I think actually everybody needs a healthy balance of masculinity and femininity in order to feel harmonious. Um, but I, what I, one thing I do confidently believe is that we actually live in an entire society that champions masculinity in excess and actually demonizes femininity. Mm -hmm. um, for example, if you're, you know, if a woman wears like, you know, it's, it's over-sexualized a woman wearing a man's shirt or something, or maybe even a, a woman sti sticking on a football kit, you know, they get like a round of applause. I know that guys are scared to even tell their mates they do ballet, do you know what I mean? Because it's considered feminine. And that idea that, you know, become it's like the idea that that energy, the feminine energy, nurturance, understanding, compassion, you could say are attributes of that, that, that idea. Not that, I think they're so imperative and, 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 and if a, if a, I think it goes hand in hand with masculinity, and if and whenever a, a man is prepared to un to accept that aspect of themselves, they will connect to the humans around them mm. it, with so much with s with so much more tenacity. That's what we're here for, isn't it? As human beings, is just to connect, to feel exposed in front of another person, because that's how you develop love. That's what I'm learning. You really have to open up and be exposed and see someone accept that, and then when that person accepts that, you go. Oh my God. That's where connection exists, right? Yeah. Real connection. The, th the thing is, what's really important, and Ben will back me up, it's not a simple answer. There's n it's not binary. It's you can't... You I do get I, get... I get I get, I get a little bit anxious about yeah, generalizations because yeah, there are... That's the thing. It's feminine energy, male energy. It's just energy. It's that, I'm energy. that I'm sure about. Masculinity yeah, exactly. and the femininity. But th the thing is, this is why we have these conversations because it's not a simple answer, is it? A big thing for me, what you said there, it, 
we we do live in these categories, you know, and, and as men growing up, you put yourself into this category of, of being a man and being a man is yeah. X, Y, Z and that's what I'm going to be and therefore I'm dismissing all this part. And you said it there, that the, the, the truth is, as human beings, we all have emotions and you can't be a man, a really man, who really feels everything, who embraces everything that life has got to, to give if you're not in touch with your emotions at all. And but you know what? So just to say, uh, instead of me going on for a couple of minutes about random <laughs> theories around masculinity, actually your direct answer, I'd say to the to people who had negativity towards me in the comments is, one thing is, I want to have a look at what people consider to be success. If you view success as accumulation, domination, then, and me doing that video is, is, th is someone going, I don't want to be a man like that, he looks too so That. That is a, a warped idea of, of, of what a person might view as success, or maybe they think that is success. But having been someone who's gone from a working class beginning into all types of wage brackets, all types of people, parties, it, you know, it's, it's a bizarre transition I've gone through in my life. Mm. And you see that you know, this material existence doesn't do anything for your emotional world. And I believe, what I'm trying to teach myself, is that true success is an idea of, of managing yourself harmoniously and understanding that pain is an important aspect of life and being able to embrace pain and and grow from it so that that's the idea is that if yeah if you if you deem your successes as being able to manage your situation and can come in front of some anyone else on this planet and feel comfortable then that's what I think is success. The thing with, with pain, I mean, I'm sure that, I don't know if there might be people in the audience sitting there thinking, well, I don't like it when I feel pain. It's, it's not a nice experience. I, I, I try and shut that out. But I think the thing with, with pain, and we all need to understand, because I, I lived in a place where I just blocked out everything, so I didn't feel pain from a young age, but I didn't really feel joy or ecstasy either, is that you can't choose to feel some emotions. You either feel or you don't. So with the pain also comes the ecstasy. You're opening the door. And they come in the same in totally. the same space, but it's not one or the other, you know. And that yeah, no, entirely. I think I think the p pain is a really interesting one. I think one aspect I found difficult with my own troubles was not having a toolkit, not having the foresight, knowing that um, that like these emotions come in waves, and also that they kind of don't make sense. That I found as well, like uh, in terms of mental health, I was uh, someone who w I, I had a, almost a reactive desire to over in intellectualize everything. You know, I often have to reel myself back in from that. And Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Botox Cosmetic. Out of botulinum toxin A. FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. 
every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Actualizing kind of trauma or, or grief that I hadn't dealt with. You can't think your way out of that. <laughs> and that's quite a weird, that's quite an odd thing to be confronted by. You know, no one can come along and go, listen, um, you're going to feel awful for 30 days. And then after the 30 days, there may be a little period but of... But there's no quick fix. But you're right, it's not rational, is it? This, this, this stuff is, is, is an energy inside of us that you can't you can't rationalize you can't talk about your, like your intuition like i believe that we've all got a path ahead of us that's, that's intuitive that's inside of us 100. and you can't rationalize that and actually the crazy you know my blog for example me taking all my clothes off the, the naked professor that was not rational there was no part i could write this down i'm going to take off all my clothes and i'm going to make this about mental health you know if i tried to rationalize that to people they'd be like you've lost it now mm. this is it but i had an energy inside of me that said this is my expression. This makes sense to me. This is my path. It's not rational, but it, it's, it's burning. We want to get to people before they have issues and, and uh, just to find yourself, find yeah. out who you are and what you want and maybe not put so much value in um, and superficial ideas of what you think success is and defining actually what success is is a very well important I think thing. I think it, it often gets tangled up with purpose. You know, like purpose is really important. Yeah. Like I'm so happy when I know what I'm doing. <laughs> Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like I, 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 and I hear that a lot from from guys in the army as well, or anyone who's, or even musicians who have gone on tour. When you have like a regimented yeah. idea of what's going on, and you you know you have a, a routine and a da 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 da, and then you kind of come back into this complex, emotionally chaotic, very nuanced life, and yeah. it's you don't know what to do with it, you know. So you have to set yourself a purpose, and it's almost the act of having it that's the success. Yeah. Rather than the, the achieving of it, you know, like getting it, because then you just once you get there, well, it's just you, like you fill a void for a second, and then you jump onto another one. That usually mate. is what happens. I it? said, to, you know, like someone. I remember this. I got this cab once, and this guy. I got chatting to the cab driver, and he was tell, asking me about like how he knew that I'd done r- music before and Rizzle Kicks and stuff. And he was like, "Oh man, you know, I'm just like looking to get that. You know, he's like looking to earn money, and I want to earn this and that, and I want to get this car and that car." And I, I just said to him, I was like. You know, the only good thing about earning money is the first, I'd say, six months, maybe to a year, if you didn't have any before. So it's like that moment when you didn't, ha- you, when you d- had none, and then you have money. There's this window where like, life is so sick. <laughs> like it's like ah, and you're doing things like buying <laughs> clothes and shit. Um, and th- but then the second it becomes normal, it's the same spot, mate. You've seen it, like we've gone to some of these with these parties, mate. Is that there's like people who are genuine millionaires who are stressed out, like it's all relative, subjective to their experience. Like all the material world represents is is opportunity for you to set your mind on something, but it's not. It's the emotion that carries with it. And we always say, you know, uh, it's okay to want stuff and yeah, like it's cool to desire. Yeah, and it's it's nice to have that aspiration, of course, but. It's important to realize if you, if you know what you really want and you put the right value in the right things, because it feels like when you do go through something like a difficult time and you come out of it and you go on retreats and you learn stuff, it's you, you shed away all that, that mortal nonsense, that, sh- that mask that we all have. And then you go, oh, I've worked it all out. 
I'm happy with my mates and I'm happy with <laughs> communication. And aren't trees amazing? Look at them, they're amazing. <laughs> and, and, and you just go, oh, I wish everybody could think that because that guy that is stressing his nut off, who's working in that high rise in that city because his dad's told him he should be this big player and his girlfriend's saying this the same thing and he's telling himself the same thing and he's working his ass off, he's gonna work himself into a grave. I wanna go up to him and go, don't worry about it so much. Please don't worry about it. Just have, sit and just chill for a second. And yeah. that's the world that we're living in. Yeah. You know, there's people at the top who are really depressed and stressed and anxious and suffering with mental illness. And there's people with nothing, with no purpose. But it's happening, and this is what we do. Jordan, what do we do? What do we tell our kids? What do we tell our children? I'm really intrigued by this idea of, of pain. The emotional world, I, I, I really, is, I think most testing thing for me, I, I, I get, I'm guessing as a parent, would be not trying to protect my child from everything and allowing them space to understand how they feel and also being available to reflect how they feel you know and i think especially with with there being a difference uh, maybe socially in how we treat girls and boys just being aware of that so i just say that like um i would really really want to just to little me <laughs> i'd say just don't be scared of surfing that emotional wave of pain because it's a muscle and then you get you get older and suddenly things come at you and you go this is awful but i'm gonna be all right in a few days if people thought that mate it would change everybody right it's malleable oh, it c it's come up again i think that's one thing that i definitely have experienced in my own mind is that you think one thing and you go in that direction and when your mind changes that cognitive dissonance that happens you're fighting against it because i wasn't taught how to be malleable and to be like water that was a struggle for me. Life yeah. changes, plans change, ideas change. That the goal that you thought was the one you wanted isn't as great as what it was, but that's okay. The process is the important part. Be water, man. Be I love water. that we've come round to that. Bruce Lee will be proud of me. <laughs> I'm proud of you. Oh, thanks. Jim Carrey said as well, um, you know, I wish everyone could become rich and famous so they could realise that it's not the answer. Yeah. You know, which yeah. is the same thing in a different way, right? Yeah, totally. You know, he's another man who, and actually this is the reason why I love the Russell Brand story. Um, because he was uh, he was someone who went chasing all this stuff, and he went chasing it, thinking, uh, "I'm doing pretty well here. I've got a lot of girls. I've got a lot of fame. I've got a lot of money. But I'm not feeling fulfilled." So he went out and he did it even more, and he became mega famous. He got more women, and he got all the money. And then it was at that point that he was able to turn around and go, "I don't think I can do much more of this. Mm. Is there something else?" And then he was able to turn around, and then obviously look and go ultra the other way and really look inward. Yeah. And I love, but I love that message fundamentally that there are people out there who have gone as far as they can. They can't play the game much better. This, you know, this capitalist world of smashing all that stuff. They can't get any further, and then they turn around and say, "Well, I've done it all." Uh, yeah, it's just it's just making sure that, uh, the priority in, in as as we evolve is connection between people and not abusing that in the search for. Well, in this multi-social world that we're living, we need to be more connected to the actual person in front of you instead of just thousands of people in the ether around the world somewhere. And I think we're losing that. And going back to the Russell Brand thing, uh, you know, he's a great communicator. I love listening to him. He's got a message. Are people listening? These guys that are out there that are struggling in working class areas, th you know, there's a massive majority of people yeah, in massive. that demographic who are really struggling. They're on the football terraces. They don't want to listen to Russell Brand. But you know what I mean? It's about communication. We struggle with this because we do a podcast and we have our listeners and we, we want to get to these people and it's hard. 
it's hard to uh, tell people what they're doing might be wrong and the way they've been thinking might be the wrong way of thinking. You're going to have to go back on everything you've, you've been taught. It's really difficult for people to, to understand that. But w it comes from a good place, obviously. How do we get to that guy mm -hmm. that all of a sudden he's been told he's toxic, all of a sudden he's being questioned, all of a sudden he's, he's not toxic, though. What? Well, he's not toxic. It's toxic. Look, listen, I'm trying to swerve this word because of this reason. Toxic yeah. masculinity as a phrase has a life of its own now, and people are annoyed about it for like whatever. So it's not hyper masculinity. But there's a bunch of guys it. out there now that think, oh God, what am I doing wrong? They're, oh, am I? they're not doing anything. Uh, listen, wrong is dangerous because shame is like the worst. It's like the lowest vibration. Shame can f push people to do really dark stuff. Um, it's not about being wrong, it's about being accountable and about understanding that that discomfort might be of benefit to you. And it's difficult to it's difficult to say that to someone because there are some people in this world who are allowed to to avoid and they pay to avoid and it completely fuels our government and our and our advertising industry. You know what I mean? It's like, oh what, you're feeling sad? Have a drink. Oh what you did yeah, you know, buy this, buy that. It's all based on that form of inadequacy. If you are able to find a space where you can communicate and show that other backbone, go actually, by confronting the reality of how beneficial discomfort would be, all the people around you would be happier. You would never have your children have to experience what you went through. You would never have to fall victim to the kind of like, oh, the like malicious mm. consumerist industry that we're in. You'll yeah. save money. <laughs> I mean, you'll save yeah. money Just and you'll benefit. save time. Yeah, you're totally right. It's you can't make people wrong because um, we, we all know um, if you're told you're wrong, you'll rebel, right? You won't ever go. Oh, thank you so it's much. It's not I'm a wrong, wrong thing. Yeah. It's never a wrong, but it's if we can start, we do need more role more role models who can show and who can uh, can really embody, particularly I think as, as men, this the, the attitude that you're adopting, where it's yeah. okay to be emotional, it's okay to be all these things to represent as well it as, as well as strong. People think there's an extreme fighting, for example. There's, there's the issue of, of, of combat isn't an issue. We're not in a world where everyone runs, runs around just like high-fiving each other and then doing... Obviously, there's going to be conflict. You need to sort things out. But it's, it, what we're missing, I think, is something we could start talking about honour. We need a conversation about honour, about, about surrender. You know, we're, like the, we're one of the only... I think maybe the only mammals, obviously, we've got <laughs> extreme consciousness, but there are a lot of duels that happen in the animal kingdom, for example. There's a surrender, there's an understanding, you know, like, this is what... You know, we're fighting, oh, you're winning, all right, cool. And there's like yeah. an honor in that. Yeah. You know, we, we actually had that historically too. And now we're kind of in this crazed idea when people have to get beaten to death or stabbed to death or like there has to be a kind of this, this absolute annihilation. And you can have these beautiful aspects of strength and physicality and, and conflict. And you see it in boxing yeah. and UFC. That most of that is incredibly respectful. And, in, and people are there and they, they look, you know, they hug each other they embrace. and go, you know what? That was decent. Do you yeah. know what I mean? That Respect. That's not. That's not. That's that's not. Act, that's not something we're looking to eliminate. And this is what we're mm. talking about. It, it, this this world that we live in is very polarized at the moment. You're either this masculine thing or ah. you're we're in sandals. Tony Bellew, when he won that fight against David Hay, he, he cried. burst into tears. He and he was grieving, man. Yeah. yeah. Like I was one of the strongest things I've ever seen. Mm. Yeah. Him, <laughs> he wins a boxing match and then cries. That's that's I was strong. It's and not like he talked about his wife and his kids. Mate. That was his purpose, right? Yeah. But we see yeah. it all the time. Rocky, you know, twenty thirty 
30 odd years ago that film yeah. came out, right? And he's crying and he's emotional and you see his relationship and it... Can barely it, talk. It gets to us, right? And this is what happens. But f- for some reason, it's then bottled up and you're not allowed to do that for yourself. Like we celebrate it in movies all the time. And obviously we celebrate other things. But what's happening is this have and have not. You know, the, the masculine and the, and the feminist. There's all this polarization that's happening. And we need to be... We need to be somewhere in the middle and go, it's okay to go to the football and chant and get some beers down you and have a laugh, but it's also okay to leave that, go home, and give your kids a big cuddle and tell them you love them. And because that's yeah. important. It is important. And also, just as a piece of advice for anyone listening or everyone in here, is you can literally start helping yourself by just saying how you feel. That's, 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 I read it in a science book. So like, <laughs> so, so honestly, with a, lot of these, a lot of these people, if you just say, in the moment, I'm sad about this. I'm angry about this. One of the sad things on that, I think, is this question of how are you, which is the biggest question in, in society that we could possibly ask someone. You know, when I see how are you, that's everything, really. But in today's world, it's, it's been lost, and, and the, the, the answer is just kind of an entry into a conversation. It's great. I'm fine, thanks. How are you? Mm. you know, and it's like if we can have more conversations, actually, about how we are and how we're feeling then these are the impact, the conversations that can have impact on relationships and connection and we can start seeing each other for who we really are rather than what we've got and what we own and what we're doing. Totally. It's tough. But that's why I think the, the mentality around discomfort has to be the big shift because that's why I would freak out because I'd think, oh man, if I actually answered that question honestly, we're going to be here for a minute. <laughs> yeah. And you, know, you want to be in a space where that isn't seen as... I don't want to... In that moment, I reckon I'm choosing to not say how I am because I don't want to have to walk home now going like, that will that person speak to me again? Like, have I just expressed myself? So if we understand that, you know... So on that basis, can we ask, you know, how, how are you? Genuinely, because uh, I want to... Because, you know, a lot of the stuff I've been speaking about is, is of the, the darker times of my life, but I'm actually feeling quite good. And... In the material world, I, I'm I'm under quite a lot of pressure because <laughs> I've I've you know I've, I've es- I was thrown into a, a quite quite um, oh, I don't know a lot at a young age you know what I mean Rizzle kicks kicked off at what 18 19 um, so I've kind of been living in this existence that I never thought I'd live in for a while and it almost killed me and that's why you know just from my own kind of self destructive tendencies but I've been sober now for like a year and two months or three months or something and um, and yeah, I think I'm actually surprised by the incremental changes that I'm feeling in myself. Um, you know, I would have loved for that not to be true. So <laughs> I'd be like, everyone who's, who, who, uh, all my friends who like getting mashed up, I'm like, yeah, yeah, keep getting mashed up, man. It doesn't make a difference if you're not. It does, unfortunately. Um, for me anyway, like uh, uh, I think some people, m- some of my friends drink incredibly responsibly actually, but I needed to kick it. That yeah. um, and drugs and, you know, and so now whenever I'm confronted by a scenario, I'm not so scared of how I feel, which is like massive for me, man. And I definitely struggle, I definitely get down, I definitely can get, I've got massive issues around in my insecurities, around my crea- creativity. I think that I'm not good enough all the time and I kind of think that I'm never gonna achieve what I want to achieve. And I had writer's block for a year, but I came out of it two weeks ago and it was the weirdest experience. I just sat down and wrote like 5,000 words and was like, yeah, yeah, and I was like, whoa, and then like everything in my life was so much happier, and I'm so, so thankful to myself that I didn't tear anything up, you know? In that process, I could have just destroyed shit. I would have done normally. Mm. I would have gone, well, this is wrong in my life, that's wrong, I'm changing my friends, gonna get mashed, 
you know? <laughs> Give my dog to my auntie for three years. It's not, something's wrong, I'm not writing. But I just sat there and, and now I'm writing and everything's still there and I put the attention in. But yeah, so, the so, so I am good at the moment, man. And life is difficult as always, but I feel, I feel I've got the t- more tools than I ever have to deal with it. I think you just answered as any human being would, you know? Well, any, everyone's in different places, but mm. we, every, whoever you are, there are good days and there are bad days. Yeah, there are challenges, there are difficulties. And it's really, I think, uh, what tools have we got to adjust them? And one tool that you realised that didn't work for you is to go and get mashed up, like you say. Yeah, that I had therapy, I had intense therapy for a year as well, and that, and that has just kind of come out of. So there's loads of factors for it. Very fortunate to be able to afford for therapy. Um, but there's some great books as well. Uh, I read a book by this woman called Hilary Jacob Shendell called It's Not Always Depression. And uh, those kind of all contributed to me having a better understanding of how to go about my business. There's also some great magazines out there, Happiful. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Thank you very much to Happiful magazine. Yes. And uh, Jordan Stevens, everybody. Thank you, guys. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you. We're all in this together. And uh, hopefully if we do another one next uh, year, there'll be more men in the room. Sorry, ladies, you're awesome. But come on, bring some guys along. We need to do this all together. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this special episode of The Naked Professors, recorded at Happerful Magazine's Podfest for Mental Health, supported by Counselling Directory. If you'd like to read more about mental health and well-being, head over to happerful.com and sign up to receive a free e-edition of the magazine every month. If you're looking for local counselling support, you can find over 15,000 counsellors at your fingertips at counselling-directory.org.uk. You can also find information about mental health support at mentalhealth.org.uk. And if you need to speak to someone immediately, the Samaritans are available 24 hours a day on 116 123. And you can also email joe at samaritans.org. Help is available. This podcast has been produced by Happiful. If you've enjoyed listening, please subscribe, rate, review and share. And please join us again soon. Botox Cosmetic, out botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.